Welcome to the Tending Our Nets podcast, where we believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We encourage everyone to learn more. We work to equip believers to share their faith with everyone they know. Podcasts, where we focus on the gospel of Jesus Christ. My name is Joshua Sherman, and I am your host here. Today, I want to talk about why Christians need to be more focused, more proactive, and more prepared for sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. The first reason I can think of is very simple. We want to see more people go to be with God in this next life. We also want to see people encounter hope. True, lasting, deep hope is something that only God can bring. And we want to bring that hope into the world. We also want to help out, right? You think about the different kinds of needs that people have, whether they are facing broken relationships or addictions or unemployment. These are all things that we can practically do things to help with. But we can also help in, in bringing about a renewal of their life, a recentering of their life around who God has created them to be, around the hope that they can have, the freedom that they can have because of what Jesus has done for us, because of who he is, because of who we are in faith in Jesus. Why do we need to share our faith? This is our calling, right? I know that, you know, as Christians, we're probably all pretty aware of this, um, but, you know, we have verses that we look at at the end of the Gospels, at least in Matthew and I believe in Luke, uh, where we see Jesus saying, go, go to all the world, preach the gospel, make disciples of all people and baptize them in my name. That is our calling. That is our mission. That is what we are supposed to be doing. This is also how we most effectively go about spiritual warfare. So now I know most of us probably think of spiritual warfare and we think of something like inter- intercessory prayer, or we think um, exorcism, you know? <laughs> Oh, the exorcist. Well, maybe, maybe I don't want to do that, right? And so we just kind of set down the armor of God. We, we think only really about how to maybe protect our lives, our loved ones, the, the, the things that we have, and that's about as far as we tend to go with spiritual warfare. But we are really called to go on offense. And I think in order to do that, we need to recognize what our offensive weapons really are. If you look at the New Testament, one of the things that was really, really fascinated me recently is recognizing the Word of God actually uh, doesn't refer to Scripture very often in the New Testament. There are a couple passages where it might, right? Uh, you know, the, um, when you talk about all Scripture being God-breathed, right? That's something you know we can we can talk about there. Um, but really, most of the time, when you see the phrase "the Word of God" or, or some of these slightly different versions of this. It refers either to Jesus or to the gospel itself, to proclaiming the gospel itself, right? 
So I would propose when we see Paul in Ephesians 6 talking about putting on the full armor of God, and that full armor includes the one offensive weapon in that list, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. What Paul is saying is the sword of the Spirit, which is the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is how we go on offense. This is spiritual warfare. And this is why Jesus can look at Peter and say, on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Gates are defensive. Prevailing simply means standing, right? They're not offensive weapons. Hell has gates and we are coming for them. But how do we do that? We need to be preaching the gospel. We need to be announcing that Jesus is God, that he is king, that he is our savior. This is also how we fulfill God's call to fill the earth and to subdue it, to to be fruitful and to multiply. Back when we see that in, in the garden with Adam and Eve, when we see God repeat that with Noah and his family, that really was just physical, right? If you're going to fill the earth with people and subdue it, if you're going to be fruitful and multiply, you just need more people. But when we bring that into New Testament thinking, when we start thinking about what it means that God calls us into his family through faith in Jesus, to be fruitful and multiply is synonymous with making disciples. One of the really beautiful parts about that is recognizing, you know, I know people that have been broken up over the fact that they can't have kids. And in part, they feel guilty because they aren't able to fulfill this call of God to be fruitful and multiply. But when we bring this into the New Testament context and we realize that this is also talking about multiplying by making disciples, by, by inviting people into God's family, that is something that anybody, a four-year-old, a hundred-year-old, man or woman, single, divorced, widowed, whoever can do. We all can make disciples by coming into relationship with the people around us, working with them in their life, in their pain, showing them the love of God, and preaching the gospel to them. They need to know Jesus, and we are part of the solution for making that happen. All right, next time we are going to start getting into how we see the gospel usually presented. We're going to go through the Romans road, and then we're going to talk about that uh, a bit and some of the strengths and weaknesses of that. And then we will start going into uh, more and more detail on kind of the big picture of the gospel, some of the things that you may or may not have heard before. Thanks for tuning in. Glad you're here. Please like, subscribe, write a review, share with your friends so we can get the word out and we can help to equip Christians to share the gospel with everyone they know. God bless. You've been listening to the Tending Our Nets podcast. If you like what you hear, check us out at the Raven Creek Social Club and by searching for us on social media via Tending Our Nets. Raise us up,